Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. I can't believe I've reached episode 60. It's another milestone episode and I want to take this opportunity to thank you for tuning in. I know I have many listeners who tune in regularly every week for their midweek motivation, as I heard it phrased recently. And it means so much to me to see the downloads growing and to receive such great feedback. And speaking of feedback, I think the best feedback I've received so far was in response to last week's episode where I sat down and had a great chat with Jayanne Walsh, executive and life coach and the host of a very successful and fabulous podcast or self-mastering your wellness. So if you've not tuned into that Uh, go back and listen to it. I listened to it again myself this morning. I got some more nuggets of wisdom from it. And I was so thankful to Jayanne for for being so generous with her time and her wisdom. So this week's topic is one that I'm revisiting. And it was one of the first topics that I touched on when I started this podcast back in May 2019, which seems like a decade ago with the current upheaval that we're dealing with. But it's the topic of work-life balance. And really in recent times, with so many of us now working from home and a new normal, that there is a new dynamic to work-life balance or work-life blend. And that's what we will be exploring in this week's episode. Sometimes on these weekly episodes, I have three tips, five tips, seven tips. Today, I'm breaking the bank and I have 10 tips all around the new dynamic of work-life blend. Before I share them with you, let's look at some of the challenges that the current crisis has presented to us. And maybe there's distinctions here, uh, viewpoints that you've not considered before. But I often find if I'm able to put language on something, it gives me a greater handle on it. Somehow it's more contained. So if we think of the first challenge we have, well, we've been outside of comfort zones for a while now. And every time we're outside of comfort zone, we will feel self-conscious, we'll feel unsure. But of course, outside of comfort zone is also where opportunity and possibility uh, resides. It's also where there's an opportunity for learning. And as you would have heard me say before, when we're outside of comfort zone, that's also a space where there is the possibility for growth. And when we're outside of comfort zone, I found that's where there is the possibility for accelerated personal growth. And that's true when it comes to how we are managing our time, organizing ourselves, trying to stay effective in a work context whilst maintaining work-life balance. There's also that, how would I say, juxtaposition between expectations and reality, the expectations as to how things could or should be and reality in terms of how things are. And that's true in terms of big picture, you know, our expectation that, well, I, I want to be going to this wedding or I have a birthday celebration coming up and I expected it to be a certain way. The reality is it won't. And as you will have heard me saying before, it's about making peace with reality. Otherwise, we will suffer. But that's also true when it comes to work-life balance and work-life blend. We might have an expectation that we will you know, be on top of everything and everything will run smoothly and that we'll be like Duracell bunnies, all motivated and energized. And maybe that just isn't the reality for you. And to acknowledge that and to acknowledge our humanness with that as well. One of the things that change of of any magnitude 
means or or stimulates for us is new conversations. You know, if I'm speaking to larger groups on the topics of leadership or managing change, in reality, change is about having different conversations with people. And we've been forced to have that as well in the last little while. Specifically in terms of time management and work-life balance, one of the other challenges that this crisis has accelerated for us is the is the difference between multitasking and continuous partial attention. So multitasking is where we're doing several things at once and we're able to divide our time and we're able to stay somewhat productive. Whereas continuous partial attention is all about distraction and society has has leaned into that much more in the last little while. If you're like me and you're watching television at night and you might be having a conversation with someone, you might be texting, you know, the phone is in your hand, you might be scanning social media at the same time. Where is our focus? And of course, pure productivity and effectiveness from a work perspective is about focusing on a particular task and having the discipline to see it through. One of the other challenges, of course, that is at the heart of modern time management and workflow, work-life work balance, is managing the transitions between work and life or between different meetings or between different tasks. And of course, if we're all working from home or doing much more work from home, the, the there's an extra challenge there about managing the transitions because you don't have that same buffer in terms of a commute, let's say. But that's something I'll get into in a little while. So I just wanted to start with some of those challenges that maybe we're not uh, fully cognizant of, but if we're able to acknowledge them, well, then maybe we can manage them in, in a more conscious way. Wearing my coaching hat for a minute, one of the topics that I often explore with coaching clients is around the different roles that we play in life. And these are all different demands on our time in different uh, environments and different situations. If we think of just some of the roles maybe that we're faced with at the minute, you know, there's a big, you know, that one of being an efficient employee or service provider or business owner, you know, whatever your professional life is. If you're a parent, you're trying to be a present parent. Um, if you're maybe, a, you know, a parent as well, although we're getting to the end of the school year, maybe you've been a home teacher. That's a new one in on the mix. Uh, working from home, of course, there's the the all the chores around the house that have to be done. It's like being a housekeeper and a cook. If you're in a relationship, you're trying to be a loving partner or trying to be supportive uh, family member or friend to, to relatives or people who are, who are uh, you know, who are struggling. Um, again, if there's several people in your home, you're probably something of an entertainment manager or maybe a mediator as well. And all of these uh, are like plates in the air that we try to keep spinning. And sometimes we just have to realize that, you know, we cannot please all the people all the time and that some plates will fall. Um, how bounceable are they is sometimes a phrase I use. You know, what can I um, consciously choose to turn my attention away from? Um, and that there will always be trade-offs here as well, of course. You know, what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? Um, about having greater consciousness. And I've spoken about this before in recent episodes because I think this current crisis the COVID-19 crisis has um, uh, encouraged us or stimulated us to be more conscious in our decisions as well. So that if I'm doing something, I'm clearer on my intention, the meaning behind it, a sense of integrity. I'm not just operating on routine or autopilot of busyness as I was before. 
So that's enough of language around maybe the challenges or the different roles and that that we're playing. It's like, James, get to the tips, please. So here's 10 tips around the new dynamic of work-life balance or work-life blend. And this comes from the angle of uh, having to do more work from home. Uh, So the first tip is to set yourself up for success to have some sense of dedicated workspace, even if that's a corner of the kitchen counter or the dining room table. You know, for me, I've operated a home office for several years. You know, there's a place I see clients or I used to see clients face to face, um, but I have a home office. I'm very blessed to have a home office. Uh, But Brian, my husband, has been working from home for the best part of the last three months. He's laid claim to a corner of the dining room table and that's his space. Something else that I think is important is to give some thought to uh, how you're getting dressed for the day. So if you think about going into work, we do give a little bit of thought to being somewhat professionally turned out. And whilst we don't need to operate to that level when we're at home, I know for me, I just don't feel as if I'm in work mode or I don't feel as efficient if I've not maybe at least put a shirt on or something with a collar tends to work for me. Um, And I just feel I'm, I'm sort of in the in the mode for work when I do that. Um, what also works for me, and it's something that I often share with clients if they're looking to perhaps establish a new habit, and that's to have some sort of anchor, uh, whether that's having a to-do list or marking things off as you go or having some soft music playing in the background that indicates this is your time for moving into work. Um, uh, lighting a candle, uh, cleaning the desk. There's just something that's part of your routine that symbolizes, you know, this is me moving into work mode. A bit like, say, if you're, you know, before you go to bed at night, probably one of the last things you do is clean your teeth. It's like you're, you're starting the process of going to bed. So that first tip is set yourself up for success. Have uh, an environment for work. Have uh, have a routine or a ritual. And, um Uh, And just consider your own attire as well so you can get into that work mode. Tip number two is about getting back to basics. And this is some of the core principles of time management. Um, I'm a great fan of lists. Uh, If it's not on a list for me, it doesn't exist. At minimum, it's ink it, don't think it. You know, some sense of structure, some sense of organisation to your day a sense of what it is you want to get through. One of the things that I found in recent times is that my to-do list may not be as lengthy as it was before, but it does still require that element of what's my intention for today? You know, what does a successful day look like to me? One of the things we're always trying to do with effective time management is to find the balance for us on that continuum between reactivity and proactivity. You know, in the early stages of this crisis, by its nature, we were very reactive, having to make immediate decisions and struggling to make sense of what was going on. When we're very reactive, of course, there's a lot of stress and frustration that can go with that. The more proactive we feel, the more on top of things we feel, the greater sense of control we have. And usually the more proactive we are, the more productive we are as well. So that second tip is about getting back to basics. And I know from speaking to some people recently as well, they found that it's very difficult to be effective working from home when you're not maybe clear as to what it is you should be focusing on. And sometimes we have to seek clarity, you know. So if you're in an office, you can easily ask someone who's beside you or the the manager for clarity as to what you Uh, 
could or should be focusing on. And maybe we have to make that extra effort when we're working remotely as well. Tip number three is about establishing routine and ritual, two concepts I'm a great believer in. It might be as simple as having a set get-up time or a set time to, to start your working day. For me, of course, it always incorporates a morning routine, um, which is how I start my day. So even if the day gets ahead from me, I want to get centred. For In recent times, it's doing a little bit of yoga, a little bit of meditation, maybe some journaling all around perhaps gratitude, getting into the, the the zone, as I sometimes phrase it, and also getting clear as to what my intention for the day is. And if you have in the past been used to commuting to work, you know, you have that extra time now that perhaps you can give to yourself. It's not necessarily the equivalent of an hour stuck on the M50, but you might take 15 minutes as a buffer to ease yourself into the working day. That's something that I have found has worked well for me in the last two to three months and also with some of the clients I've coached over Zoom as well. Tip number four is all about boundaries and modes. And this is one that goes to the heart of work-life balance and has done so for years and continues to do so. Uh, The term mode I like, and it's one I've been using for a while. If we think about when we used to be on aeroplanes, and that seems like an age ago, um, we'd often switch our devices, our phones, to aeroplane mode. And that sense of mode is something that has worked well for me in recent times when, you know, there isn't the separate distinction in space between work and personal life. And I know it's something as well for people with children. You know, it's like we're having some alone time. We're in uh, work mode. We're in play mode just as a way of distinguishing or establishing some sense of loose boundaries, because boundaries is always at the heart of work life balance, as I say. One of the other key things with, with, uh, with boundaries and modes when you're working from home is that there's the temptation that you're always going to be switched on and that it is important to have breaks. You know, maybe if you're in a traditional office environment, you'd have a morning break or you'd meet someone for a cup of coffee in the afternoon. And we can forget that, you know, the body operates on what's known as ultra radian rhythms, natural peaks and troughs of energy. Um, and, and they last maybe maximum 90 minutes or so where we need time to replenish and refuel ourselves or at least step away from the laptop, as it were. For me, one of the things that I try to do with boundaries and modes of work is to align my most difficult or challenging work with a time when I feel most energized. So I tend to be a morning person. So I try to front load the day, if I use that project management term, to get the back of my daily work done in the morning where possible so that the afternoon is a bit of value add, the the plus, 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 as it were. One of the other things to always acknowledge, too, with boundaries and modes is that there will always be trade-offs. So what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? And if I have consciousness in that area, that will give me a greater sense of control. So I'm zooming through these, pardon the pun, we've reached the midway point, point number five, and this is about the difference between time and task focus. It's a fascinating one because it's one that has been relevant in the last few years in the world of work, but like so many things, has been accelerated in recent weeks. If you think about maybe traditional offices decades ago, it's almost like you were paid for showing up, for being physically present. You know, you were time focused. It was between nine and five, let's say. In recent times and now, 
it's the, the, the shift has been towards task focus. So I'm focused on what it is I want to achieve. What are my desired results? What is the outcome? And that's a useful question that we can ask ourselves at a personal level as well. You know, what's my desired results for today from a work and or personal life perspective? Because just like in a football match, a goal may, may or not be scored, but there will always be a result. What do I want my results to be? Another way of looking at that is what does success look like to me? Uh, great project management question that. And of course, we can look at it slightly wider as well, that if I'm looking to adjust my work-life blend, if I want to make my work-life balance a little bit more equitable for me, what does that look like? What's my vision for it? Very difficult to work towards something if we don't have a clear idea as to what it is we're aiming for. So that's something that I know I've put some time and effort into in, in recent weeks is trying to create in my own mind a blueprint for how I want to show up in my work and my personal life. Tip number seven is a quick word on meetings. And if you're anything like me, of course, nowadays the meetings are taking place on an online platform, Zoom or Starleaf. There's so many of them. And uh, many organizations have, um, how would I say, guidelines for meetings. Meetings for me is where time management, organizational skills and communication skills overlap. It's also where you see the evidence of a company's culture. But the core principles of managing ourselves are still applicable when it comes to meetings. Just like I mentioned with that task focus before you go into a meeting, you know, it's not just about showing up and thinking, what's this going to be about? You know, have a clear, positive intention for it. Maybe you have a desired result, something you want to achieve. Sometimes we can also ask ourselves going into meetings, what do I want to avoid here? Maybe there's some homework, some tangible preparation you need to do in advance. And of course, we all know the phrase win-win. So if you're aware of some of the other attendees coming onto the meeting, what might be some of their wins? How can you help them achieve it? All good meetings are time boxed as well. So they usually have a start time, but it's also useful that they have an end time as well. And of course, meetings are only ever a means to an end. That end is clarity of action, you know, who's doing what by when, so that there's certainty that when the meeting is over, there is, um, is a degree of that was useful, there was purpose to it. I wanted to include a few points today as well for all the parents out there who are juggling being present with their children, trying to be a home teacher as well and uh, operate everything that's required within a household whilst being efficient and effective from a work perspective as well. Now, I'm not a parent, so I don't have any first-hand tips or advice on this, but I did a little bit of research on it, and I spoke to a, a friend of mine um, to get a few tips from her, and she shared these, and they sort of made sense with me, so I'm happy to pass them on. You know, it's important to have routine, but not to be rigid with it, to have some sense of boundary distinction. One of the things that I think makes absolute sense to me is to acknowledge the difference or to, to at least have an awareness of alone time and together time. And I think that's a nice phraseology to use with children as well. Another tip was to uh, sit down with the children and brainstorm activities to, to do together or separately to almost put a menu together. So when they're feeling bored or unoccupied, perhaps that uh, list of activities can be used as a pointer for um, uh, to do something. So it's not just I'm feeling bored. There's something that has been identified in advance. And also not to lose sight of leaning on 
supportive friends or family members where whilst you may not be able to have the same uh, physical contact with them, perhaps through technology, they could read a story or, you know, um, in some way occupy the, the children remotely by, uh, by being present for them. Um, but ultimately, of course, as a parent, it's important not to lose sight of what's most important, you know, where the children feel loved and secure and, um, uh, and that, they're, that, that they feel included as well. So they were just a few points I picked up from, um, from a friend of mine who, um, who is a parent and uh, somehow managed to, manages to juggle all of the plates in the air at the same time. So just three little tips on the modern dynamic of work-life blend to share with you. Uh, number eight is about finding that balance between doing and being. Now, we all know we're human beings. We're not human doings. And I would have shared this before when I was looking at some of the questions to help, you know, give us handrails for managing ourselves through a time of crisis. Uh, that question is equally relevant here when we're looking at a work-life blend. And that's who do I want to be in this situation? Sometimes it's not necessarily what do I need to do, um, but who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? What aspects of my personality do I want to bring to the fore? That sometimes can be balanced as well with, you know, what qualities would I love to role model? Um, or, you know, if, what, what, what aspects of my, my personality, the strengths that I have, do I want to lean on more at this time? That, of course, can be balanced with a not-to-do list as well. Sometimes, you know, we can be our own worst enemies. I know I can. And for me, it's been useful to identify a few bullet points on a list as to what it is I'm looking to avoid, that old quagmire. One of the things is, uh, for me, not just to be doing mindless searching or being sucked into the, the abyss that can be social media, to be a little bit more conscious around it. That word again. So point number eight was the... Um, just giving some attention to the being aspect of it. It's not always about doing. For me, there's a great quote that goes something like, you know, what the heart wants to feel is a better motivator, motivator than what the head or the ego wants to get done and not to lose sight of that in, in, in these challenging times. Tip number nine is one that I picked up from Elaine Carroll, who I interviewed a few weeks ago on the podcast. Elaine is the chairperson of the All-Ireland Business Foundation. And I spoke to her at the outset of the crisis, but she's shared a, a lovely little acronym, ACE, A-C-E. And I'm a great fan of acronyms, as you know, and language. And this is a little bit of triage coaching within the wider tips. The A stands for achieve. You know, what might be one thing I want to achieve today? The C for connect. We know it's so important to stay in touch with people. You know, who can I connect with more purposefully today? And then the E can be enjoy, I think is, is how Elaine phrased it. You know, what can I do to get a sense of enjoyment from something today to fuel myself? And on that topic, perhaps the E as well could also be energize. You know, what can I do today to keep my own energy levels up, which is which are so important. The last tip on the new dynamic of work-life blend is one that maybe on the face of it doesn't seem uh, relevant. Uh, but for me, it's perhaps the one that we could too easily overlook. And that's to ensure we give ourselves a healthy dose of self-compassion with this. Uh, last week on the podcast, I mentioned the, the great chat I had with Jan Walsh, and she mentioned the phrase in it about being pandemic perfect and how that can put so much shame and guilt on us and why it's, you know, it's like FOMO, that 
social media phenomena, the fear of missing out. It's like it on steroids. Um, but we can sometimes think we're Superman or Superwoman when it comes to work-life blend and trying to get everything done. And just remember our humanness behind that as well. And to park the guilt when we don't achieve or cross everything off the to-do list that we had hoped we would. One of the other things, of course, that the modern environment of working from home uh, creates for us is that sense of, you know, it's difficult to switch off, but it's it, it's not possible to be always on either. And it reminds me of, you know, that advice we're given when our laptops are overheating. It's like switch off and reboot. I think that's a, that's some sound advice that we can take as people as well. So that last little point is not to lose sight of um, uh, being gentle with ourselves and a little bit of self-compassion and kindness um, because that's how we'll fuel ourselves and very difficult to be anyway effective if we don't have something to, to give to the day from ourselves. So there you have it. There's all 10 tips. I'm going to take you through them again just by way of a very quick recap in a moment. But let me thank you again for tuning in to this episode, episode 60. I'm delighted to have reached this milestone and to still have something to say, as it were. In recent weeks, I've also done a lot of blog posts around managing ourselves during these difficult times, managing our states. And if you've not visited my website, jamesweetman.com, in a while, you'll find those blogs just under the, the blog tab. Um, I've also uh, been putting out plenty of quotes and uplifting material across social media, in particular Instagram, where I've been using stories to share some of my own insights and learnings in, in recent weeks, which have been accelerated. Um, and there was also a recent Instagram Live, so a 40-minute um, workshop, online workshop, about rebooting ourselves um, to see how we want to come out of our emerge out of our time of cocooning, as it were. And that's available on Instagram as well. So a quick recap on some of these tips when it looks when we when it comes to the new dynamic of work-life blend. It's like setting ourselves up for success was tip number one, having a sense of our own workspace so that I'm I have an environment that I associate with work. I'm just not trying to do everything from the from the bed or the sofa, as it were. Tip number two was to get back to basics, and that's about having some sense of structure or some sort of list, something to, to guide me through the day, a sense of um, um, structure, a sense of consciousness around what it is I want to get done. To think about some of the rituals and routines that might set me up for success. Um, how do I want to start the day? How do I want to wind down from the traditional workday as well? Uh, Work-life blend, of course, is also about boundaries, but there's that new way of looking at it. Remember I was saying that phrase of modes, what mode am I in at different times? Then there was the shift from time focus to task focus. What does success, success look like to me? What's my desired result? There was the tips on meetings and then the, the few little tips for, um, for people working from home who are also parents. Uh, there was the piece around the not losing sight of the being, you know, what, what qualities, what aspects of my personality do I want to bring to the fore? Then there was the, the one that I've taken from Elaine Carroll, the little acronym of ACE, one thing to achieve, one thing to, someone to connect with, something to enjoy uh, in the course of the day. And then the last one was the, uh, the healthy dose of self-compassion. So anyone who's worked with me will know that I am a firm believer that we show up every day and we try to do our best. 
And on that, uh, with that thought in mind, sometimes we can forget that there will be many things that are working well for us and many new habits that we've formed in the last few weeks that are serving you. And it's nice to acknowledge that. One or two reflection questions that maybe will would assist you in, in, in maybe taking some action from today's little uh, podcast episode. Uh, boundaries we know are so important when it comes to work-life blend. You know, what boundary could be a, a little firmer for you? Or maybe it's the opposite. You know, where could I be a little bit more flexible? Or what could I try out, you know, just for a week or so to see if it makes a difference or has a positive impact? Um, the last point that I shared, of course, around self-compassion is so important because it's not about being perfect here. There's no such thing. But it's it reminds me of that uh, that piece around self-care, you know, where self-care is not selfish. It's the logical recognition that our own well-being and health matters. And that's something that's important, I think, not to lose sight of when we're looking at figuring out new ways of working and being and living. Um, so I hope you found these tips on and the new emerging dynamic of work-life blend helpful. It's a work in progress for us all. Uh, thank you again for tuning in um, and until next week. <laughs>